right, so today we're going to get into some, uh, some real love, all right? So, you know, Wednesday is our, is our question and answer and, and comments and criticisms. I don't think that's true. But Sundays, we just want to set the stage. So, we, well, Wednesday, we'll get into uh, the different types of love. You got phileo love. You got agape love. You got uh, eros love, which some people, that's all they know. Uh, that's touchy-feely, right? Phileo, that's that brotherly love. And, of course, agape is the unconditional love. Something my son said uh, during this past, what everyone deems as a holiday. He says, well, Dad, I love all the time, so... So happy agape love day. So it was the rest of the day when people were sending us messages. That's what we were responding back with. Happy agape love. It's so know. funny. I told I was talking to somebody. It wasn't just you. But I said, happy agape day. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me and it's like, uh, happy uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, I don't know why that, that came out, but every now and then it did. And so, so, so. <laughs> So with that in mind, we'll get into that. We'll get into infatuation. We'll get into something people don't realize you spend enough time around anybody. Uh, the cuddle hormone, dopamine, and all that kick in. Uh, we'll get into soul ties, all that stuff, you know, um, uh, that takes place through uh, intercourse or intimacy. But today we just want to talk a little bit about real love. And with this question in any situation, you know, how do I know I'm loved or in love, Right. And, and and now process through this, not just with couples, but friendships. You know, how do you know the person really loves you? You know, I mean, you say, yeah, I know they love me based on what? The things they do, the things they have, or who you are. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that in mind, uh, this is a couple questions you can ask yourself. Um, how do I know I'm loved or in love? When the natural man is tempted... Uh, to camouflage your authenticity, it's probably not love. So your natural person, if you get into a relationship and you're tempted to camouflage the real you, the authentic you, right? That might not be real love. Because really, when you run into a solid friendship or relationship, it, you should be more of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into some scriptures here in a second. When you sense an environment that encourages, encourages your liberation and vulnerability, that's probably love. Mm-hmm. So I'm in an environment where I can be what? Free, Free and I can be vulnerable. Like I'm not worried about nobody hurting me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's probably love. But if I got to change, do they really love you? Right? Uh, or come out of who you are. When you sense an environment or a connection that doesn't disturb or alarm your peace. Mm-hmm. How do I know it's the one? You don't lose your peace. That, uh, that not in your, in, in, on the inside of you? This is for a reason. That, that, that uneasiness, when you just, and we're not even just talking about relationship, just you're going to start this, this business uh, venture. venture or partnership. And everything in you is being pulled. Right? That's saying something to you. God gave you that signal for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you override that signal, trouble's on the way. Right? Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't interrupt your peace. The scripture says, my peace I leave with you in John chapter 14. You know, it says the peace of God surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Philippians <laughs> chapter 4. Right? So, so, so we always tell people, follow that peace. Follow that peace. And then at uh, 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 this point, when you haven't manipulated or orchestrated the desired outcome mm-hmm. of the relationship, you haven't had to manipulate or orchestrate, your hands have was off. See, you've given people opportunity to love you. Some people don't even know if their friends are really friends because with all the incentives you give, with all the things you do, how do you know that that, are you giving them a chance to be your friend? Are you displaying the cracks and showing mistakes and giving them a chance to say, man, I love you regardless? In the, re- in the relationship, in the partnership, in the business, are you giving people a chance to love you? Mm. Or are you making sure you dot your I's and you cross your T's so they, you know, almost like giving them carrots and candy to see if they love you? Are you changing what you wear and what you say and how you talk and how you act? Are you hiding your Jesus to maintain the relationship? Right? Mm. That's good. Cause <laughs> Hands off. 
The scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. Right. Right. No, I was going to say uh, uh, what we don't understand is when we start to be a chameleon, uh, the mm. real the real you really does come out. So then it's like the person's like they break a new on me. Well, no, that's the new. That's the real them. So, you know, uh, sometimes we can play a chameleon role in people's lives. You know, we one way in, in, in one breath and in another way in another. That's good. So, so keep this in mind. Now, now some of y'all going to relate this to relationships. You know, you first, any relationship, you sense a certain level of connection. Of course, if it's leading to a marriage or something like that, you, we call it the butterflies. You sense the butterflies. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing. When it's a loving relationship, you can maintain the friendship and the fellowship without the butterfly effect of events, venues, the enticements of toys, trinkets, and trappings. So in other words, the relationship sustains itself independent of the events and venues, mm -hmm. independent of the toys, right, the trinkets and the trappings. Mm -hmm. Some people remove the toys, trinkets, and trappings, remove the venues and the events. Do you have a relationship? Do you have a friendship? Mm. Like, like, can you just, we were talking last night, sitting at the table, there was no, no event going on, there was no movie watching us. You know, there was no, there was no show, uh, right? It was just me and her. Is that enough? Driving in a car with nothing on and just me and her. Or, or, or when you were a friend, do you got to spark up the joint just to enjoy the conversation? Do you got to grab a drink just to have a conversation? Mm -hmm. Because without the drink or without the weed or without, well, y'all know people smoking weed, right? Oh, I just thought, yeah, looking at me like, you're at church, pastor. Yeah, well, you know, I, because that's what we deal with. So without the hype, do you, is the relationship, can it, can it stand at its core? See, all those things are in addition to, they're enhancements, mm -hmm. not replacements. So think about it. Remove all that stuff. What, 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 what happens? What happens? Is it like, man, I just enjoy you more? Or is it like, is it, where are we going? We ain't doing nothing? You, I, I just, when you going to buy me this? It was what my son was saying. We was talking to him. He's like, he said, man, never mind. I'm not going to tell you. I, I'll let you off the hook some. But he, he was just, he was talking about some of this. So, so, so this is the things. If, if, if you can maintain a friendship without all that stuff, you might just be experiencing love or commitment. If you can maintain those things. If the, after the butterflies of the foreign exchange wear off, because when there's a foreign exchange that creates some butterflies, it triggers your initial thirst for purpose. After all that wears off, you still are like excited about purpose. You're in a love situation. Because what happens is when the butterflies wear off, does like, you know, what I watched is when the butterflies wore off, it ignited her to want to help. It ignited me to want to create more vision. Right? Because we were in an atmosphere of love. When I haven't been in those situations when it wore off, I felt disorientated. I felt blind. I felt weakened. Guess what? There was a need for more butterflies. Mm -hmm. When the butterflies wear off, you got to do something for me. You got to do something for me. You got to give me something. Do something. Give me something. Do something. Give me something. Something. Anything. Right? So you, you might be in a situation that might not be loved then. Awfully quiet in this Holy Ghost church. <laughs> right? You had a thought about that, babe? Well, no. Well, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, that's big because a lot of relationships thrive off of, like what you said, the movies and things of that nature. Nothing wrong with those things. But when you can get to a place where it's raw entertainment, like when, like, you know, we just danced in our kitchen. Like, we... we hey, you can be telling all our business. <laughs> I have to give him examples. So, so he, he hugged me. He hugged me. But the hug turned into a dance. And so we just danced. I mean, it was just the two of us. And, and, and I have a way of cuddling my little uh, head into his chest. And, and then paying attention, like he says to me, I hear your heartbeat. Now, how many people are just, like, hugging their mate to hear their heartbeat? You know, um, it's just special. It's really special. So we cheat ourselves when we don't, uh, like, tap into the rawness of being human. 
Like there's so many different little things you can do. Like we chase each other around the house. Well, like you giving the whole playlist. Sorry, I'm just because <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. So remember back in the day. No, seriously, remember back in the day. Remember back in the day, y'all, y'all funny. Remember back in the day when when you went outside and you played. Remember, and whole, it was so much fun. Oh my God, the time went by so fast before you knew it. Darkness, and you knew you had to get your butt back in the in the, in the house before sunlight. But um, uh, uh, whatever, uh, not sunlight, but thank you. But the street lights. There you go, because I got hit upside my head every time with, with those street lights. But anyway, um, but remember how you were very creative. You thought of games to do. And it was natural. It wasn't like you sat there and said, okay, now let's see what we can do. And you spent 15, 20 minutes trying to figure it out. No, you were creative at that point. And those, those elements is missing in relating. Uh, you can do that with your children. You can do it with each other. Um, you know, uh, with, with your genuine friendship. Yeah, just raw, just raw you, raw them, raw creativity, and, and maximizing your moments together. That's the thing. I mean, it's like... I'm just giving you some some things. We might we might now this may seem kind of corny to y'all, but we may hold hands in bed. That's not some corny. You notice all the ladies said that's not corny. <laughs> the, the guys like you do all this. <laughs> you know, but 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 you know just. <laughs> It's precious. It's just so precious when you can really yeah, tap into. It's cool. And you know what? <laughs> you know, the Lord will even show you the little Melanie and the little Keith. It's amazing. It's like sometimes I, you know, I, I, I can tap in to see this little, uh, little guy in there. And he's so cute. He's just so cute. So I'm just saying, you know, uh, don't, yeah, don't get so caught up in the hype of other things that you miss what you have in front of you. I talked to somebody yesterday, last night, a friend of mine uh, in another state, Louisiana, and we were just talking. And actually, we had to get off the phone because we realized we both had to go to church the next day. And he, he was like, well, I was just about to kick into another gear, but that's right, I got to get up too. But, but it, was, it was like the conversation was easy because we're friends. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But if we weren't friends, it'd be like, all right, okay. You like you know how you like you gonna hang up now? Cause yeah, I'm ready to hang up. Cause it's just too many dead moments. It's just not like that. Mm -hmm. See, this is the thing. What we're trying to say now. This is gonna be may, might be a stretch for some. Genuine enjoyment versus superficial in entertainment. Now again, you know I know she gave y'all a whole playlist of genuine it's enjoyment. Not the whole. Well, obviously it's, it's not the whole. <laughs> That's enough. All right, so, so but um, it doesn't mean that we don't do other things. We don't go to the movies. We don't go on vacation. We don't shop or what have you. But those are enhancers. Those are in addition to. They're not essential, right? But so this, this is what's so tough. When you can't have genuine enjoyment and you can only have superficial entertainment, entertainment are you conceding to say, the exchange is not enough. Mm -hmm. Think about it for a second. Are you saying this is not enough? Because you have to start with this being enough, and then really, you know, something. Uh, this 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 uh, this pastor said at this uh, conference I was in, and what they did was they switched up. We did it one one year where we switched up. She had the the men, and I had the women. So this this uh, pastor's wife had the men. And she made this comment. She said, uh, you know, my husband, you know, they have a house on 23 acres, helicopter, all types of stuff. And she says, you know, my husband keeps telling me about all these things. He says, but I bought you this. I bought you the house. I bought you the clothes. You, you have, they have, she has a Rolls Royce that he bought for her. And she said, you know, she says, I like all these things. She said, but the bottom line is, we just want to be with y'all. And when she said it, and I've told this story before, I was thinking about her because we can go to the grocery store and she'd be like, I want to go with you. And I'm trying to go in and get out. You know how guys are? We trying to, look, look they lose like, amen. Like we trying to, you know, maximize our time. 
And uh, she was like, no, nah, I want to go with you. But I, I, I get it. Like, the other day I was going, I just said, you want to go with me? I knew she was going to say, yeah, like, you know. So, so I know going to the grocery store is an outing. But then the the late uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> see the brothers can relate. All right, so so the uh, she made another comment. She said, "Yes, I I love the car to drive with him in." She said, "I love all the clothes to be adorned in front of him." You see, what I'm saying? I love the house to be with him in. Remove him, none of those things have value. Right, so 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 it's 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 genuine enjoyment doesn't take you out of the presence of God. That's the thing. The Bible says in His presence is fullness of joy, in His right hand pleasures forevermore. Psalms sixteen eleven. So a genuine enjoyment doesn't take you out of the presence of God. Now you got to ask yourself, how many things that we call enjoyment that's taken us out of the presence of God? That's what's called superficial entertainment. You have to compromise your relationship with God mm. to even participate. Just let that soak in. <laughs> oh boy, y'all should see what I see. I'm sorry, you should see what I see. All right, so, 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 so superficial entertainment, which is different from genuine enjoyment, it compromises your relationship with God and your spouse. So you're taking a risk when you do certain things superficially. Now, now, let's be honest. When you're in a good friendship or good relationship or good commitment and you do something superficial, I can almost guarantee you that's where most of your arguments started. Just think about it for a second. <laughs> On the end of that supposedly entertainment, there was a misunderstanding, there was an argument. Because you took yourself out of the presence of God. And, and so now, it, it could be a friendship. And you, you guys decide to do something outside of your relationship with God. Guarantee you there's a misunderstanding about to take place. Think about it for a second. I, 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 I wasn't even there. Let's think about it. See, you just said, man, why are we arguing? Because you got in an environment that fed misunderstanding clouded you and created division okay or yep. created an environment it's not just getting in one but creating an environment i'll give go you ahead. for instance and we're gonna go to james four chapter four here so creating an environment for us was um you know when we when we drunk you know we drunk uh wine well you tell yeah yeah when we first <laughs> we first uh we first got together we we uh was drinking wine so together. you know but we we, we call ourselves argument. yeah we we call ourselves okay we're going to drink some wine we're going to watch a movie you know now it sounded good in theory <laughs> but when we actually did it i changed into another woman and he changed into another man so the because i was impatient yes. and her hormones was going crazy yes you know that's an argument right yeah oh don't be looking at me like it's us Y'all know. Call yourself. We just gonna we just gonna chill. Just do something. Take a little edge off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and the, all your arguments take place there. All right. All right. So James chapter four. We're gonna read a few scriptures and then we're gonna um, uh, get into some just a couple thoughts here. So uh, James chapter four. Now remember we said something that takes you out of the presence of God. It says, "Ye adulterous adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is." is enemy enmity uh, with God whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God now that's not what Pastor Keith or Pastor Mel said that's what the scripture says so, so again now, now, now when you talk about we just finished identifying what friendship is we're not talking about um, you know I gotta go to work or, or I, I happen to uh, be in a situation that's either out of my control or I visited a situation. We're not talking about that. We're saying friendship. See, friendship, you have to open yourself up to a friendship. You have to establish a level of commitment and consistency with a friendship. Don't none of y'all have no friends that you never talk to. None of, of y'all have no friends that you don't relax around, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have a real friend, they can hurt you, right? So this is what they're saying. 
putting yourself in that position of exposure, connection, and vulnerability with the world is an enemy of God. You got me there? We good? Our minds clear there? James 4.4. 4. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6, and we'll start here, verse 14. I'll save that other thing for later. All right, it says, uh, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, it says unbelievers. So that could be someone who's confessing Jesus or not. Mm -hmm. It's just saying that don't believe, right? Mm -hmm. It says, for what fellowship, and we're going to talk about the word fellowship here in a second. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Actually, darkness can't comprehend light. They can't be in the same space. Mm -hmm. It says, in what concord or harmony has Christ with Belial? That's, you know, uh, demonic. Or what part has he that believeth with the infidel? That's a person that doesn't believe. Not only doesn't believe, they're coming against everything you do believe. It says, in what agreement has the temple of God with idols? It says, for ye are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Right? Verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. All right? Now, in that, in that verse, well, let's read, this, let's read this other scripture first, okay, baby? Then, mm -hmm. then we'll explain a couple of things. 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15, verse 33. Now, it, it opens up with this statement, be not deceived. Now, if you study that out in the Greek, it says, we could almost say, be not delusional, okay? It says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Now, when the Bible says communications in the Greek, it's talking about your manner of living. Um, but we're going to get into something else in a second. But it says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Uh, when it says corrupt good manners, good morals, all right? Now, the interesting thing is that word, communication there which is a manner of living but it's another word for intercourse evil intercourse now again we know intercourse of uh, as you know the, we know the sexual part of intercourse but again if you spend enough time around people what's in them bleeds into you what's in you bleeds into them you think about just like a, a intersection right coming together at a certain point but intercourse is a merging of sorts, mm -hmm. right? So it says evil intercourse corrupt good morals. The interesting thing about this scripture, the other scripture says what fellowship has light with darkness. That word fellowship in the Greek means intercourse also. Mm -hmm. See, so we, we're not, yeah, yeah, we, we at work. We're working with people. That ain't necessarily intercourse with everybody. Right? We're, 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 we're having certain exchanges. I play basketball. I talk to these guys about the Lord. But I'm not fellowshipping with everybody I play basketball with. You see the difference? But we, when you fellowship, you're opening yourself up to have stuff bled in you without your permission. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to what? Drop your guard and it's going to expose you to things. And so that's what we're saying. The scripture says, uh, in Psalms uh, 1, 1 through 3, it says, Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But your delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his word you shall meditate day and night. It says, Then you shall, uh, to whatsoever you do, you shall prosper. Right? So it says, Walk not in the counsel. So, 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 uh, sweetheart, let me just stand up for one second. Sure. All right. 
So, so we could be walking together. That's a, that's a, 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 a you know, you guys go for walks, some of you guys, as a part of your exercise. So that's a different level than just seeing each other in church, right? And you, you end up having conversations. Some of you have conversations. I don't know why Pastor Keith does that. I think he's an idiot. Well, he's not really an idiot, idiot. He's just an imbecile. You know, it's a difference. He's okay. I, I'm just going to extreme. Well, <laughs> You'd be surprised some of the conversations people have. I'm good. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I know I'm not. Yeah. I right, so. But my point is, or maybe, man, I'm so glad we did this. I'm so. I'm. I'm excited about that. Hey, let's pray about such and such. Whatever. But you know, that's walking. Then it says, don't stand in the way of the sinner. So if I'm, if if Pastor Mel is trying to advance somewhere and I'm in the way, she has to go through me to get there. Now it's going to cost me something to prevent her from doing it too. But it'd be a lot easier if her momentum is sin to just step out of the way. Right? But, but could you have a seat again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's sitting in that seat, right? But let's say, and I sit down, it says, I'm sitting, and, and, and let's say she doesn't do this, but she's being scornful about God, about the men and women of God, about the house of God. I'm going to absorb that. Mm. And and guess what? This has happened where all of a sudden your whole floats are changing. Let's say if you're being challenged in a particular area, right? And growing, you know, being in God's house is tough, but just any discipline. You could be on a team and the coach is like, well, you're not playing until you do such and such. You go, well, I think I'm better than everybody else. I think I'm sweeter. One person comes to you now. Now, if you nobody comes to you, you you're gonna make some changes. You're an athlete, right? You're gonna make some changes because you want to play. But let's say one person comes to you and go, "Man, coach tripping, man." Well, now you guys gonna sit around and go, "Yeah, he is tripping." While you're magnifying what you don't like, are you changing? Are you? Is that gonna get you closer to getting on the on on the field? This person agreeing with you, he ain't the coach. That's not going to get you on the field. That's not going to get you in a position. Somebody magnifying the negative does not help you. You got to figure a way to change. That's why it says don't, don't sit. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You don't build character. You look for an excuse to stay the same, to justify your position, the position that you don't like being in. Think about it. I don't like where I'm at. But I'm going to give you all the reasons why I do what I do so you'll leave me alone and let me stay where I'm at. It makes no sense. Every time you come up with an excuse, you're saying, justify my position, please. And then you're going to wake up tomorrow and complain about being in that position. So instead of coming up with reasons to stay, you would figure you would try to find reasons to change. Does that make sense? And that's why you have to watch who you fellowship with. You see what you expose yourself to. You have a thought there? Uh, you know what? Oh, I have wow. a thought. You said something. Uh, I got a, the thought is later, but it fits right there. Um, so what you're talking about is a spirit of rebellion. Because when you, when you talked about how sometimes people will justify what they're doing so that they can continue to do it. And so with that spirit of rebellion uh, is... Just so I can enhance your point, yeah. I'm going to make a thought. Mm-hmm. So just for the record, rebellion, the scripture says... Well, is, I was going to say oh, that. Oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> In fact, I want to go to uh, 1 Samuel 15.23. Let's go there, 1 Samuel 15.23. So it says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Mm. But I want to keep going. Because thou has rejected, this is why, this is what rebellion is. Because thou has rejected the word of the Lord, he have also rejected thee from being king. Now when I think about king, it's ruling and reigning. Mm. So you put yourself in a position where now, if debt comes to your house, guess what? You don't have any rule or reign on debt. 
on debt. Sickness come to your house, you don't have any rule or reign over that. So, um, and then uh, the example, it's a wonderful example, is Saul and Samuel. Uh, it says, and, and Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have um, transgressed the commandments of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Then it says, now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord have rejected thee from being king over Israel, right? And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid his hands on his skirt. So basically he's like, come here, come here, don't, don't leave me, come here. And Samuel said unto him, uh, the Lord have rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and have given it to the neighbor of thine uh, that is better than you. So I wanted to park it there because because uh, also notice, um, uh, you know, Samuel uh, basically was trying to get him to see the errors of his ways. But and then when it was too late, when it became too late, uh, you know, he, he um, forfeited his reign. He forfeited his, the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? And so, I don't know, rebellion is tough because, I, I jot down some notes here. I'm sorry, I got it all over the place here. But anyway, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a rebellion, man. Oh my gosh. It, it's a form of witchcraft, as I said. Um, but I put down here, parents need to make sure that they do not operate in rebellion or they can expose their children to that spirit. See, rebellion can be generational. Um, and, uh, and then I said, it's, it's, it's time that a parent uh, basically close ranks and be obedient because that's what you're, you're, you're teaching your kids. And so really you can, you can watch how, and I think you said it before, you can watch how, you're, how you are with a father based on how your children are with you. Because we're in a way and indirectly you know, teaching them how to uh, respond to obedience. And, that's and, good. Like, Cause yeah. even when you compromise or you, you, some of the things that you do, you know it is against God and you've excused it. Think of how, how, how it plays out when you're, all of a sudden your kids start tripping at the house. You know, for those that have little kids, all of a sudden your relationship and how you flow changes. Why? Because you've opened the door to something. So with that in mind, let me have Lou, uh, let me have Ed, let me have you, and, uh, Terrence. You guys come up here, you just come up here. And, uh, Tie, let's get tied. We get tied. We're just going to lock up real quick. Sorry about that. They can't see you. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> hey, sweet. I need you to get behind me, sweetheart. Okay. Real quick. We move up a little bit. I know. Don't, don't worry about the, the <laughs> monitors, but we move up. All right. So, 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 for right now, this is our fence. And we're guarding anything coming in our house, right? We're guarding anything coming in our house. And the thing is, so for us to be rebellious or for us to be disobedient, we got to go outside. Uh, the, the presence of God is behind us, just for this example. And so, so my wife is, 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 is in the presence of God, staying within that presence. But there's things out here that's tempting her to come out and to do things. To do them, she has to rebel against God, right? So, so, so honey, I need you to slightly push me because the only way you're going to get out to do being offered to you no 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 push what you push me for slightly just like oh she's got open the door so i'm the door and so i open slightly mm -hmm. now soon as the stay where you're at soon as the door is open i've created what okay a gap an opening right so now first and foremost the bible says sin is lying at your door in genesis right it says that right and then the scripture says what? Satan is seeking whom he may devour. Right? The scripture says he's going to and fro seeking an opening. So soon as, if, if he's lying at the door, as soon as they're opening, he's going to try to slip in. But she may recognize it because she's still standing at the door. So now you just, just step out a little bit, sweetheart. Just a little bit. 
Hey, give me a hand, because I don't, mm-hmm. you step down. Just step, step down. down. <laughs> yeah, step down, step down a little more. So now, for this particular intensive, she's outside of the presence of God. She's still, grab my hand, she's still striking distance, though. Mm-hmm. So she's still somewhat convicted. That's where the convict, conviction is here. But she can be convicted. She can feel bad. She can either justify her position. Let's say, uh, we'll use Venetia. You don't need to, come on, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Run, run. No, don't run. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I was just playing. I was just playing. So I need you to make her aware, hey, you're opening doors. You're outside of the presence. Outside of the presence of God. Okay, but 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 you ain't trying to hear that, so you gotta no. justify your position. You about to grab her? <laughs> no, you can't. No, just stay there. So you gotta, you know. So so give me chapter and verse. I mean, really, everybody else does. So <laughs> go All back right. to the presence of God. Well, even the word says, even the word says, because see that's the thing about a rebellious you, you, you spirit. Can't talk. Keep talking. The, Just thing keep about talking. A, the thing about a rebellious spirit, they actually will find even in the scripture to validate their beliefs or their reason. Because either they don't think they can change or... No, just keep talking. Just keep oh, talking. Okay. And you keep, you keep talking. Now, you're trying to, you're you just trying trying to, to make her aware. Yeah. Okay. But I need you to go back to the presence of God where it's safety. You're out here exposed. Yeah, and but... Yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm good. I'm blessed. I mean, look. You're not good without the Lord, and you need to be with his safety. Yeah, but I mean, everything in my life right now, I got a job, I got a house, I got a car. Is it all who gave it to you? You got that under his safety. You don't have it outside. Actually, I got it because I worked. All right, so, so what? <laughs> all right, now, you ain't really trying to hear it, so just start moving towards that way while you're talking to her. Girl. <laughs> I can't go with you, but you I don't even have a car. I had to pick you up last week. <laughs> right. I got these blessed feet. All right, come back, come back, just come back right here. All right, so while, while she was talking, what, did y'all anybody see what took place? You got a whole lot of stuff in. What you say? You got a whole lot of stuff in. It just slipped right past. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Now that's serious. That's serious, y'all. I had no clue. I was so focused on this. I didn't know all this was going. See, because that's my money back there. That's my peace back there. That's my family back. I mean, all kinds no, no, of no. stuff. Actually, no, actually, that's not. Huh? Why you was doing all that? Sickness slipped in. Debt slipped in. Well, that's true. All that slipped in. But it couldn't have slipped in if what? She didn't open the door. Yeah, that's good. And, and it definitely couldn't slip in if she didn't get out of the presence of God. Yeah. Now, why she's been talking to her, originally, she didn't move, did she? She was giving her a thousand reasons to stay in the same position. So even it, it, so, if she was good at what she did, which some of y'all are very good at what you do, she would have convinced you, go sit down, go sit down, go sit down. She convinced her to sit down or to give up. And what? She still with the door open. Now, if she convinces her to sit down, normally she's going to do what? The door stays open. What do you think is going to happen if you just leave your door open at your house? Mm. Everything going to get in there. Okay, the possibility, we know somebody probably going to come and just take everything. But let's just say nobody takes nothing. What else could happen? The door is open all the time. What's that? <laughs> Animals, thank you, yeah. Thank you. Animals, yeah. Animal, all types of yes. animals, bugs. Mm-hmm. You come in your house and wow. and those uh, wild turkeys yeah. that's across the street mm-hmm. be all up in your crib. Yep. Yeah. So they won't just be going to the bathroom on the mailbox out there. They'll be going to the bathroom in your house. Mm-hmm. All types of stuff take because your door is open. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even like leaving your door open. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, listen, summertime you don't like leaving. Close that door. You're going to let the mosquitoes in. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. Park it there. Park it there. You're going to let the mosquitoes in. Now, what does mosquitoes do? They bite. They bite, but they also, they're get, they get on your nerves. Flies and mosquitoes. Hey, they you know, actually like, carry diseases. They, well, I just thought I slipped that I'm in saying, here. But they're a nuisance. <laughs> they're a nuisance. Pest. Pest. So, yes, pestilence. Yeah. So, so, but they <laughs> nag at you. What I'm trying to get is they nag at you. So, so if you're if you're if you're in rebellion, what it does is it allows these spirits, these different things, to nag at you. You see what I'm saying? You'll be. It's like, <laughs> you know, 
You ever seen a fly that's sick? I call them sick flies because they they heavy. They kind of fly heavy, and and then you be trying to get it because they slow, but then they take off. I mean, and, and you know, it's like that. And and so you, huh? He said, Come back up here. Okay. Hey guys, thank you. Thank thanks everybody. Sorry, I used y'all as a negative <laughs> thing slipping in. Uh, uh, be healed in Jesus' name from all that mess. All right, sir. <laughs> but but I, I said rebellion because we have to watch um, that we can be flowing in a spirit of rebellion and not know it. And it can be a spirit that has been generation to generation. There was a scripture, and I don't have it in front of me, but it talked about uh, rebellion can be a spirit like in generations. And so we got to watch that. And what I was saying in my little notes is that we find a way. When you have a rebellious spirit, you're going to always look for ways to justify your position. You always do that. And even knowingly, like you'll even, like if someone tries to give you a truth, you, you'll even try to um, either run from it uh, or ignore it. Um, uh, and, and just really be fishing to make it okay. Mm. you'll be fishing to make it okay even if the word of God says you know uh, one thing you'll be saying yeah but I read somewhere else because you're looking for a way to not obey God that's the bottom line you're looking for a way to not obey so that rebellious spirit is something that we have to watch you know God tells us to do certain things um, and we find a way or a reason not to that's really a spirit of rebellion. You break it by being obedient. Mm. That's how you break it. That's a good question. Look, you look, break it by being, being obedient. Says, be willing and obedient. Look, having the readiness mm -hmm. to avenge oh. all disobedience yeah. when your obedience is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So we think when God tells us to do something we don't do it, mm -hmm. we ah, well, I didn't do it. Like life, you know. Ah, I didn't show up that time. No. God is sitting there, when you come back, God is sitting there going, okay, so what did I, what did I tell you to do? So, so, so it says, have the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 6. Mm -hmm. That's after he's uh, 3 through 5 where he says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of stronghold, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought in the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. What it's saying is, it starts up here. It starts with the murmuring and complaining and the rebellious thoughts up here. It stays in your mind long enough, you're going to carry it out. So, so again, when you start to justify and excuse your position, mm -hmm. we understand, and, and you know, I could bring one of the youth up here to tell you because they've been getting some good nuggets. And I said this, I said this yesterday to the men, I said it to the person I was talking to last night. Listen, don't sleep on our youth. I'm going to tell you this right now, especially in this church. When I showed them what I showed them, I showed them this video. And I, I used it to minister to youth back in the 90s. And those youth started to have a, a, a reaction, like a defensive reaction. Y'all know the defensive reaction. And eventually they got it. But these youth, they didn't have a defensive reaction. It's almost like I was looking for a way out. Now I have it. The adults reacted more defensive than the youth did. But you will look at the youth and go, well, why even bother to tell them? Because you can't tell these young kids nothing. Not true. You ain't even gave them a shot. Some of them are acting more mature than the adults. See, and, and they're just figuring life out. They're looking at, some of them don't see you credible because they see you rebelling. And they're going, yeah, I might be rebelling, but I'm trying to learn this thing. You're supposed to be the adult. And then you trying to tell me what to do and you straighten rebellious. You, you heard something at church, you communicated and, and uh, crystallized everything that was said 
and you came home and did the opposite. But you want me to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Let, let y'all soak that in for a second. <laughs> Let's soak that in for well, just, you know, I, just a second. <laughs> you know, the thing about it, we live in a society, honestly, that there is a spirit of rebellion over the United States. It is. It's. It's. Um, and it's. It's so subtle how. Yeah, you know, the whole world. <laughs> I mean, but it's so subtle how the enemy came in and did that. You mm -hmm. know, uh, because everybody thinks it don't take all that. It don't take all that. That's the first thing you be thinking of. You know, uh, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Uh, you know, and and God's word is. It just becomes non void void in our lives, and so he's he's the, his word is our target. But we look at the world for validation. If they're doing it, it's okay. Especially if it's a mass of people doing it. Oh, well, everybody does it. So what's the big deal? So now that becomes the, the, the focus or that becomes the authority is what people are doing as opposed to what God says in his word. And, and the reality is when you start to hear the direction God has taken you, it is difficult. It was difficult for the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. It was, hey, hey. It was difficult when Jesus showed up. Mm -hmm. the, most of the people that got upset and was frustrated was the religious folk. It was like, man, dude, we, we, we finally mastered the way we want to do things. And then you're going to come and shift things. But Jesus wasn't sharing it to, to abuse anybody. Just like what we're sharing is not to abuse anybody. It's you're tired of the frustration. You're tired of, mm -hmm. of the lack of fulfillment. You're tired of the loneliness. You're tired of the sickness, disease, the frustration, the depression, the debt, whatever. And so God is saying, here, hey, this is the way out. But some of us, is, it's, it's our stubbornness. It's like, we're only going to do the things that where we're in control. Mm -hmm. But this life with God, you won't be in control. You'll have to yield. And suppose everything you're believing for is on the other side of your obedience. Would you do it then? Guess what? Everything you believe in for is on the other side of your obedience. Mm -hmm. And we're just presenting, look, guess what? You can walk out the, the door, tell I said this to the youth. Didn't I say you guys pretty much could do what you want to do, but we have to give you the consideration. Didn't I say that? So here, like, if we don't share nothing, you're going to do what? What you want to do. You, you, you understand that, right? What, what, what did Pastor Mel said in 9.15, she was giving an example to the leaders of how to talk to other leaders. She said, sometimes you got to tell them, hey, it's difficult to share this. It's tough to share this. Like, so this guy over here I have a, I have a relationship with. Justice. Love justice. Respectfully, if you haven't noticed, justice ain't easy to talk to. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying, what I'm saying is he's, he's a growing team. So, so sometimes he might not be, he might not look welcoming, mm -hmm. but that's never stopped me from talking to you. Justice, look up here. Come on, man. Stay with me. <laughs> you you got to be a good at the example here, right? <laughs> but from the time, first of all, he's smart. And, 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 and if, you got, if, if you can answer his questions, you got his attention. I know this because I used to be like Justice, to a T. Not only that, he may not present himself all the time as welcoming, but you just got to engage him. But guess what? He's giving you an opportunity to love him. Oh, because he's, he, he, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So what I'm trying to say is I can't just deal with him based on, based on if he's welcoming and comfortable. I have to give him what he needs. Now, he can make the choice he wants from there. I know some of the stuff he, the, he heard in video and half of the stuff he hears out of Pastor Keith's mouth. <laughs> you know, I know some of that stuff is stretching, but man, listen, if I love him, I got to give him what he needs, not what's comfortable for him so he'll like me. Mm -hmm. This is what's so tough here. We're not doing what's best for each other. Everybody's trying to be convenient in life. We get some people are never had to sit down and learn and write and and is that the Holy Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people have. But guess what? We can't water down the entire word. That person's not going to stay there. They're going to evolve, and their 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 capacity to absorb is going to just increase. 
So we have to maintain the pace for where they're going, not just dumb everything down for where they are right now. Just because when they everybody don't walk through airs going, uh, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, hey, teach me for two straight hours. I'm with you, Pastor. Just keep going. I'm with you. No, but we can't change what God is offering. Do you get it? And that's that. That's it's a guess what? It's a relationship. It's not about where you see yourself. It's about where you really are. Y'all should know this because that's what you tell your kids all the time. Your kids see themselves as an adult before they're adult. So, so I got some amens. Well, guess what? Some of y'all see yourselves as spiritual adults before you are. The kids are going, good, get them. <laughs> get them. Yeah, tell them. That's what I was trying to tell them the other day. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? It's a relationship. We got people that are bothered because they're not in position because they believe that's what they're called to. We believe that's what they're called to. Guess what? But they ain't ready for it. But they think they're supposed to have it because they, they like it or they desire it. Not that they're prepared for it. You, you get what I'm saying? It's a relationship. See, this is real love here at Ayers Christmas Center Church. And that's what we're trying to afford everybody operating real love. Some people just talk too much. And they're not listening to what they need. Some people, with your dreams, sitting there waiting on you to be obedient. Everything you've been believing for is right there, waiting on you to be obedient. And you're like, man, they played me. Well, this opportunity. No, God is saying, if I give you what you want, I'm only going to magnify what you've been doing, being disobedient. If I give you that relationship, it's going to be about the, re you're going to turn a relationship into an idol and you're going to forget all about me. If I give you that, put you on a team, or if I give you that contract, you ain't spending enough time with me now and you don't even have the contracts. What's going to happen when I give you the contracts? If your default is me, You'll schedule yourself to spend time with me. Guess what? You got people with no jobs and don't have time for God. What's going to happen when you get a job? <laughs> now, you understand what I'm saying? Look, look, don't, don't, get, don't get mad. It's real love, right? It's real love. Go ahead, baby. I know you had a thought. No, I just think. I, <laughs> I, listen, I just love you. I, 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 listen, we got to cover all bases. Somebody got to let you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, a, like a Sunday morning Holy Ghost spanking. That's what it is. It's, it is. It's, 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 look, look, I was trying to get around the recognition of that. But, <laughs> but, but even so, I mean, even if you're not one of the ones that maybe are disappointed or rebellious you, you're still responsible for somebody that you do see you know don't don't let another man fall because they're you know some people don't even know they're being rebellious you, now that y'all know what rebellion looks like y'all can identify it and then you know we can we can we can be responsible for the information that we have today um, so I, I you know I just think um, what I see God doing in this church, and if you're here, then obviously God had you in mind, but he's really trying to close ranks, uh, making sure that we don't have any openings for the enemy to have a foothold in our life, uh, in the marriage, with your children, you know, with your finances, with every aspect of your, close of your the life. Doors. You know, think about it. <laughs> the scripture says in Psalms, delight yourself in him, and he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? Well, what does delight really look like? It can't be rebellion. It can't be disobedience. That's and it can't and then, be stubbornness. And then we and stubbornness, all that goes hand in hand. And so we, you know, if you are having an issue and it's been a pattern, if there's a pattern in your life, I'm going to do. I shared with him um, the other day. I'm going to do. You know, I like timelines, right? I'm going to do a timeline, and in this timeline, it's going to show like 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 every uh, aspect of your life, like when you did this there was a consequence for that. 
So what happened is when you start to plug in all those things that you did and what happened to you, you'll begin to see that it wasn't, you know, my mama, it wasn't my daddy, it wasn't my sister or whoever. It wasn't the it devil. Wasn't the, it wasn't the job. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was you. Because, see, the enemy, want, he doesn't want us to grow up. He doesn't want us to grow up. He wants us to keep blaming other people. And when we blame other people for our failure and our demise, what happens? We build up resentment towards them. Resentment tur turns into bitterness. Bitterness turns into unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, y'all, is rebellion. It's a form of witchcraft. So, do you see what I'm see the setup? You see what I'm saying? But we can go. I know people close to us that are to this day saying, "Well, if such and such hadn't did this, I wouldn't be in that situation." No, you were in that situation because of a choice you made before you even met the person. You see what I'm saying? You should have never been you in that never situation. Been in the situation. But so, if you if a person if a person doesn't see that, they're only looking at the the manifestation of this person, but they didn't understand that wait a minute, before they even got to the person, you made a choice that became a snowball effect. And 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 and, and as a result of that, now you're in a pickle. Now not only you're in a pickle, but now you got resentment towards this person. So it's the, the enemy tries to blind us like that. You see what I'm saying? So, I, yeah. So I'm a I'm a actually uh, try to you know create something. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. How I'm gonna uh, roll it out? But I think it's gonna be big, y'all. I'm telling you, because you'll go you'll begin to really see the errors of our ways and take responsibility as opposed to putting that responsibility on other people. That's real maturity. So when she shared it, I shared it with the youth. So coming back this week youth are creating their own timelines right uh, and I told them and I told her I'm going to create one for myself mm -hmm. me too uh, we was having this conversation with someone and she said she was going to create one for this person to see you know as opposed to just talking to the person let them see the timeline and, and when I thought about timelines you know you heard me say last week that a lot of like I made a lot of mistakes I blew a lot of situations and I, I can embrace those things but some of those situations I should have never been in. So, so you, you guys may know I walked on to my college team to play basketball. And I ended up in the, in the situation where actually they played me. Um, but did they? I was never supposed to be at that school. Mm -hmm. I ended up in certain relationships that I never was supposed to be in. How did I get into the relationships? I went to the school. Why did I go to the school? Because of my lack of confidence and my fear, you know, uh, and oh, my bitterness and unforgiveness. The people I live with in a foster home said, uh, you know the state won't be paying for you to stay here anymore. See if you can go live with your dad. So I was like, oh, it's about the money? So I was like, I can't stay here. I don't want to stay with my dad. First school accept me, that's where I'm going. I could have went to any school in the country. Got my heart broke, got my, got, got my mind messed up, got played with school. So a lot of times, I can't believe, uh, you know, these guys playing me, they, they didn't enjoy the opportunity. I got played in basketball because I ended up on the I hope somebody see me train. So when I went to camps, I hope somebody see me. If I would have made the decisions I was supposed to make, they would have been looking for me when I got there. If I don't went to the schools I was supposed to go and play for the schools I was supposed to play, as soon as I get there, I'd be like, oh, is he coming? Is he here? I heard he's going to be at this game. I heard he's going to be at this trial. No, no, I was on a, hey, this kid's pretty good. Who's that? But it was a whole lot of other people standing out because of my compromise. They, these, these guys they couldn't even play. But because they went to such and such school and played in such and such game and they saw him on TV, they were talking about it. This guy missed every shot. And they was like, boy, he sure is quick. And I'm out there like, this dude will miss every shot. I made every shot. But it wasn't like, wasn't nobody focused on me. They was like, boy, this guy's sure quick. Boy, I tell you, he's fast, ain't he? Ain't he fast? You see, so, so it's, it's, it's decisions we make. I have a close person that I know. They ended up at a school they shouldn't have went to. And to this day, they'll say, every, ever since I went through that situation, you weren't supposed to be at that school. So, so what did we do in rebellion that put us in situations that led us to some of the heartache and people taking advantage of you? 
I, I, I shared this with a, a person. I said, well, you know, because you're in that school, people think a certain way, and because you th they think a certain way, they don't know how to handle you. Like, you, you, you're making too many shots. They, they've never seen nobody make that many shots in a row, so they never had to consider passing to, this guy has to keep giving you the ball. He wants to shoot too. But if you was at another level, they would know it's a benefit to keep giving it to you. I'm not just talking about basketball. In life, you put yourself in wrong situations, people don't know how to treat you and handle you. My wife worked for a guy, and the dudes start playing her for her money. I was about to get upset, and the Lord said, she's not supposed to be helping with his vision in the first place. She's supposed to be helping with the vision that you haven't done yet. So why are you upset that somebody that's not designed to care for your wife is responsible for her check? I repented and started making sure I worked on what God told me to do. Y'all getting that? Did you get that? I slipped something in there. I don't know if y'all got it. So what we're saying when we, when we are disobedient is these are just some of the things we're saying. God, I don't trust you. I think my way is better than yours. I don't think it takes all that. I'm not confident that you know what you're doing. Mm. I mean, these are just some of the things that unconsciously, that's what we're saying. And so you made a, you asked the question, well, what do you do? Well, you repent. You repent, but repent means you turn away. You don't do it, you know, because sometimes we repent, Lord, I repent. And then you do the same thing again. Repent means literally turn away. You know, it's opposite, um, opposite action. It's yeah, it is opposite. So you just have to, and hey, it, even if it takes you repenting a few times or whatever, but it shouldn't be a norm of repenting. You know, you can wake up every day and, and just sin all day, but then repent all day long, and it can go on for years. But you're still stuck in the same sin. Yes. Yeah, so you know that's that's important. Um, so so I wanted to read a different version of Second Corinthians six. Uh, I'm read eleven through eighteen. It said it's wrong for believers to join with the wicked and profane. As the scripture says, we shouldn't be connected with the wrong people mm -hmm. uh, or be unequally yoked. It says uh, the word unbeliever, unbeliever applies to all destitute of true faith. So when it says don't be unequally yoked with un unbelievers, those that don't have true faith. True pastors, uh, this is a commentary about that scripture. True pastors will caution their beloved children in the gospel not to be unequally yoked. The fatal effects of neglecting scripture precepts as to whatever says uh, marriage or connection or relationship clearly is, it clearly appears. Instead of a getting a help meet is what scripture talks about, the union brings a snare. So you can still involve yourself in relationships but if God didn't send you to connect in those relationships, you just connected to a snare. Mm. A trap. Something that's going to hinder your harmony, not enhance it. All right, so those who cross it to be unequally, unequally united without their willful fault may expect consolation under it. But when believers enter into such unions or connections or commitments against the express warnings of God's word, they must expect, <laughs> they must expect much distress. The caution also extends to common relationships and conversation. We should not join in friendship with acquaintances of wicked men or unbelievers. Though we cannot wholly avoid seeing or hearing them or being with such, yet we should never choose them for friends. We must not defile ourselves by, con by converse, converse with those who defile themselves with sin. Come out from the workers of iniquity and separate from the vain and sinful corruption of this present evil world. If it be an envy privilege to be a son and the daughter of the earthly prince who can express the dignity and the happiness of being sons and daughters of the Almighty. So sometimes we're envying being under the prince, the devil of this world, we're envying doing what they're doing, how are you gonna walk in some of the privilege of being a son and daughter of God? When, when even, even in a position, you know, it's the old, uh, 
This is a cartoon I saw when I was coming up to Prince and the Pope. You're a prince, but you're envying being a Pope. And you find yourself in a place that you weren't designed to be in. And you find yourself in snares and frustrations and heartaches. But now because you've committed to something, or if you committed to compromise, it's hard for you to embrace the instructions to change. When you fight for the compromise, you defend the compromise, you excuse the compromise, even though it's destroying you the whole time. That's like somebody being in an abused relationship and almost spending all their time excusing the abuse. Hmm. So I, I wrote this down some, some yeah. Uh, this, is, this is what I really believe God is saying in this hour. Uh, I am your father. I want nothing but the best for you. I'm your father. I know what is best for you. I am your father. Put your trust in me. I am your father. I am your father. I love you. Just trust and believe and you will receive all that I have planned for you. Do as I say and I will surely make a way. I love you. Live a life of obedience and you will live a life that's fulfilling. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. All right, let's stand on our feet. That's, that's, we, we could, uh, that's, that's uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs>